You know, he was talking to me. <laughs> you asked me a question, and then I was yelling the answer at you, and you weren't listening. You're welcome. Well, no, you had I'm to not... know. You had to know who the MVP of the NL and AL in 2011 were. Yeah, and I was trying to tell. I was him. trying to prove a point. <laughs> oh yeah. What was your point? Why'd you go high pitched? Anyway, that's what he sounds like. Um, we have a wonderful um, show for you, as we do every week on Fridays. Um, we're going to talk some NBA draft. We're going to talk some MLB. Um, and then we'll have a special guest joining us for NFL predictions, as we do once again every week. And we'll talk a little bit about um, the bragging rights game for Mizzou, too. So uh, you guys want to start in the NBA? We're going to start maybe some draft stuff. Um, the NBA draft is on Thursday, um, as many of you listening know. And it's an interesting draft this year because obviously it's not it's not really led by one single, you know, clear number one option. Like yeah, the last bad. yeah. Yeah, it's it's for lack of a better term, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um so the the candidates kinda of at the top of most people's draft boards are um Lamella Ball, who's obviously the younger brother of Lonzo Ball, um Anthony Edwards who played we saw play for Georgia. Um I read Nico. Yep. He was, you know, he was blocked by Reed. <laughs> so blocked by James. Yeah, I think we understood. Da, 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 da. Dahmer. I, I think Reed's was real. Dahmer. Yeah. Show Dahmer. <laughs> um, and you know, a couple other guys. Obi Toppin's around there. Uh, guys like James Wiseman. So, I wanna, I wanna start. I guess before we each get into our individual takes, who do you guys think right now will be the number one pick? Obviously, the Timberwolves have it. Um, who would you take if you were in the Timberwolves spot? And then maybe who would you take? You know, personally, obviously, there's different. You might have a different prospect in mind. You know that the that might work better for the Timberwolves versus who you think is the best prospect in the draft. So, you know, give me those two names, or if it's the same name. Uh oh, man. I guess if I was the Timberwolves, I would. Oh God, I don't want to pick any of these players because I don't really think any of them I are think all it's that not great. Your job. Yeah, I know, but I've been asked the question. If I was the Timberwolves, I would probably take Anthony Edwards, I guess. I don't know. I, this is such a mess of a draft. Uh, I would say he's likely to go number one just because that's what people put in the mock drafts the most. And I guess it makes sense more than James Wiseman or LaMelo. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Peyton. Um, I also have Anthony Edwards going one. I think it's pretty obvious that James Wiseman is not going – one, because no. they have Cat. Like, mm-hmm. They do not need a center. I think James Wiseman going two makes the most sense for a, a Warriors team that's very stacked in the guard, small forward area. So giving them a center that they can develop will be their future. And then I have LaMelo going three to Charlotte. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that's I mean. my top three. You agree with uh, CBS. That's yeah, their newest much. newest draft. Um, you know, personally, I'm really excited to see LaMelo ball. I think uh, – um, I just think he's the, the the fact that he's played in a professional league. I think he can um, transition kind of that that ability to play with guys that are a lot older and more experienced. I get that it's not college or the NBA, so the level's going to be a jump for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know his struggles, particularly shooting the basketball, but I think that's something that you can you can learn, right? But you can't you know coach the way he's grown. You know, he's a he's a tall point guard, which is you know, become much more desirable in the NBA. So I'm really excited to see how, you know, he he fits in the NBA. So he's probably my favorite prospect, or at least the one I'm most excited to watch. However, I'm going to agree with you, Kenny. I think Anthony Edwards is the 
best pick for what the Timberwolves need. They can have that one-two punch with him and D'Lo, you know, and then Cat at the at the five. That'll be a good a good combo for them. Um, I think James Wiseman's a scary prospect with that whole Warriors team healthy. I think he's the perfect piece they need to, you know, they've never really had a a surefire center. center, yeah, in any of their kind of dynasty years. And I think they add that in James Wiseman. And yeah, probably Lamelo Ball three. And then, um, you know, with that, I'll, I'll go based on CBS mock draft. I want to go to Peyton's, you know, point first. Peyton's a little concerned with where the Bulls are at at four. Obviously, if Wiseman, Edwards, and Lamelo Ball go one, two, three in whatever order, um, that would leave guys like, I think it's a, it's Danny Avita, right? Yeah. Danny Avita, Obi Toppin, um, Tyrese Halliburton, Peyton. I know you have some thoughts, you know, of what the Bulls should do with that pick. What do you think? Yeah, I. Don't I'm I just I'm really hoping that we we finally have like a pick higher than seven. I just hope we some we finally get it right once. And to me, as long as it's not Anthony Edwards, I think I'd be okay with the pick. I would personally not really care for Denny Avita all that much. I I is he the one that people are calling like the next Luca. the next Luca? Yeah, yeah. he's he's got a lot of comparisons to Luca. I don't think. The odds of that are not great yeah. to me. Uh, Obi Toppin is someone I have said from the beginning uh, that I would want, but I guess it kind of doesn't really fit in Chicago. So mm. I guess between Evita and Halliburton are probably the two best options. Just don't pick uh, Anthony Edwards is all I want. So you really are just not a fan of Anthony Edwards, even though he's no. probably going to go number one? you drop to four? No, but yeah, I, I, just in case I, I, he does... <laughs> I think Obi Toppin is the most NBA-ready, in my opinion, though. Yeah. Like, size-wise, he's built for the NBA already. There's not really anything you need to really adjust on him, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I think the Bulls should take Obi. That's what I predicted a few shows ago when we talked about the draft. Yeah. And I I also had Obi Toppin winning the Wooden Award. Which he probably... He he would have been the top three. Yeah. But I don't know if he would have won, but I I projected him winning it. In an article for KCOU. Dot mm-hmm. FM on the website. It would have we been are digital. <laughs> we are digital. I have a couple articles on there actually, but uh, yep, you can read those. Anyway, shameless, shameless plug. Um, yeah, I would agree with you, Kenny. I, I one, I think it would have been between him and Garza for the Luca or I can't speak Luke Garza and the go. Wooden Award. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I think I think probably Toppin is a pretty good bet there. He's obviously a stretch four, which is which is nice. He can shoot. Um, we've seen what he's done at Dayton, but you know, I think in terms of, of Denny Avita, I think he can, he's just, he's a bigger question mark, which I get why, you know, you're more hesitant on that because you want the bulls at this pick to try and take someone that's going to be a little more safe. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if he hits, he really can, you know, get to a pretty high level. I wouldn't say Luca levels like some people are comparing him to, but I, I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't see Danny Avita falling very much further than, you know, a four, five, six area. Yeah. Um and then in terms of Tyrese Halliburton, he's a good point guard, but I don't think he fits where the where the bulls are at. Yeah. Um Kenny, you have a uh, a little bit of a take on your own team. Um obviously there's a little bit of not turmoil, but potential roster turnover um in the Rockets organization with Russell Russell Westbrook might be might be departing. Is he on the market now? Is that confirmed? Yes. Is he's not coming back. Is That's on right. The and so, you know, with him not coming back, the Rockets might, you know, do something in this draft. What are you, what are you thinking? They are going to trade Westbrook to the Chicago Bulls. No, they're not. And the Rockets oh. are going to take Obi Toppin. Listen, 
Oh, we top it. The finally have a big man, even yeah, though he's not that not big. <laughs> the Ten. amount of sense that trade makes for the Bulls. Can you stop moving your mic around? No, I can't. I'm trying to put my mask back on. It fell off. But the amount of sense that trade makes for the Bulls oh, yeah, is doesn't make any sense zero. He's either going to go to the Clippers or to the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Why the Knicks? Because the Knicks need somebody. They have the money, too. And and he's a star. Like, he'd be a recognizable name. Give us the Maple Mamba and a first-round pick and two second-rounders. That's such a steal for the Rockets, I think. (laughs) I don't think that's that fair of a trade. The Rockets are going to bring in less than what they traded for Westbrook last year. And that's really sad. Well, it's to be expected. Yeah, he's kind of... He's regressed, I feel like. Yeah, regressed in one year, and he was just, like, such a waste of a trade. Yeah. Because... Who did they trade for? What was that trade? Chris Paul. Oh, that's right. You should have just kept Chris Paul. Chris Paul and a couple picks <laughs> mm-hmm. for but, a washed. But Chris Paul might might go too now. Yep. Just like oh, obviously yeah. He might go a, to Phoenix. Yep. That's what I've seen. Yeah. I still think Milwaukee makes so much sense for Chris Paul, though. I really want Milwaukee to make a move for him. I agree. Just be so smart. Ship Eric Bledsoe. The the thing that I we were I was doing some like mock trading the other day. And the tough thing that Milwaukee might have to do in terms of making it work for value is trade Dante DiVincenzo, which I think they'll be a lot more hesitant on because he's younger and he's still on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And so I think Milwaukee might be because he might try to shift toward that starting role, you know, in the next couple of years. And so that's that's the hesitancy there. But um, yeah, so I guess I guess that's kind of our takes. Any other any other NBA draft takes? Um, so it's next Thursday. I think it's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Yes. I received a text from an outside source. Who was the outside source? Luke. Okay, Luke. Is Luke right? Is Luke right? <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's see if his, his statistician Luke, I swear. ways are getting Fun fact, move. Luke is it's the Wednesday. son. It's oh. next Wednesday. He's right. Fun fact, He's Luke the, what? Luke Magnanti is the son of former major league pitcher. When Luke's brother, Mark... Pretends to be a dog. Cut he his is mic. Bark Cut his mic. Cut it, um, No, but <laughs> so the draft is next Wednesday. We'll be on the show. No, we won't. No, no, no. I mean, we'll be on. We'll be on the sh- show Friday to talk about it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke also said Obi Toppin is a Jeff Green in his eyes. Jeff Green comparison. What does Luke know? His dad was a baseball player. Okay. He um, doesn't know a thing. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't know basketball. We don't need his takes about basketball. Um, but, and then his other one was, uh, if Melo doesn't go to the Knicks, oh wait, if Melo doesn't go back to the Knicks, they may like trade up. I think that's what he's trying to say. If Melo Mello doesn't, doesn't go, go to the Knicks. Carmelo? He also just said oh, Luke well, is Mello. right. In God, terms I'm of, stupid. Uh, Anyways, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't think we really need Luke's input. Luke, listen, your dad... Through the first ever immaculate inning for was the Colorado Rockies. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I'm, sorry, <laughs> I thought maybe you'd know something about your friend. Sorry, we were just ambushed. Yeah, a into the bit. studio. Sorry that that was awkward. Yeah, like, <laughs> we were kind of thrown. thrown through, some people came yeah. in, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's our that's kind of our takes in the NBA draft. And now we do want to shift to college basketball because while it hasn't started, it is two weeks delayed. Two weeks. I'm very excited for college basketball. By the way, um, me too. Shameless plug again. I run a Texas Tech fan account called Sidelines Texas Tech. Wow. And I'm going off for a. And Kenny runs the Syracuse season. account. Kenny runs the Syracuse account. And Peyton no longer runs the NC State account because he got it suspended. I don't know what happened. He doesn't know what happened. <laughs> he logged in one day and it was gone. Oh, yeah. no. 
That's a big, that's big I stuff. I like but, that account, too. Um, a little development in Mizzou's basketball season. First of all, um, I want to shout out their National Signing Day because they signed um, a top 100 recruit. Um, oh, my God, we did? Yes. A, uh, he was, I believe he's 91. Tonzo Martin, stay winning. Um, Let's go. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. I didn't see Dave Matter tweet it or anything. Because yeah. Dave Matter doesn't do basketball. Oh, yes, he does. Never yes, mind. he yeah, does. He does. He I'm does a liar. Everything. I remember he tweeted at me once. Yeah. You asked him where, uh, who was it? Uh, um, I'm blinking. One of the Brooks bench former. Brooke, was it? It was Brooks him Ford. or like one of the other like. Uh, lower bench guys. Yeah, lower bench guys. So his, his name is Anton Brookshire and he. Uh, oh, he's a three star. He was, okay. he's 91 oh. currently on the top 100 for 2021. But technically a top 100 recruit. Um, but wow, we offered a guy with no stars. In other, in other news, Tonzo um, Martin, stay winning. <laughs> in other news, the the bragging rights um, draw, if you will, was made the other day. So Mizzou obviously play Illinois in a in a bragging rights game every year, and they flip a coin to see where where the game will be played. Yeah, that was the first and, time uh, they've done that. That was the first time they flipped the coin. It's they always don't... in St. Louis. But yeah. oh, that's right, time... that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, because it's not it can't be in St. Louis because of. COVID, COVID concerns. Mm-hmm. So they flipped a coin to see if it would be in Illinois or Champagne, Champagne Illinois specifically. Champagne. Or um, Colombia. Or in Colombia. Colombia. And so Mizzou won the coin toss. That's and the only so, win we'll take. We defer. <laughs> we defer. Oh, it, it's also, yeah, Mizzou are going to get destroyed by Illinois, by the way. Um, top 10, team, top in the 10 team in the nation. And they lost one of their best players. Yep. And so that game will be in Colombia, um, the bragging rights thing. So that's kind of exciting. But um, yeah, any any thoughts on how much Mizzou will lose? By I'm not confident for that game at all. Uh, we'll Illinois lose by or... a fair amount, but I mean, hopefully, I'll get to go to that yeah. game. It's December twelfth, uh, same game, same day as a game against Vanderbilt. Yeah, I might have to choose. And if it comes to seeing a top ten team play against uh, a Mizzou basketball team that I actually like. I'm into Mizzou basketball more than I think I'm into the Bulls at this point. We had the whole Mizzou basketball team memorized yeah, from like the first game yeah. until we were I'm pretty excited. kicked off the, campus. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for, for Mizzou's <laughs> season. But that's a, uh, that's, a, that's a discussion for when perhaps the season draws ever closer, which it is. College two basketball weeks away. back two weeks away. And actually the bragging rights game is the same day as Mizzou. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Guess who Payton, just said Payton that? just said that. No, I didn't hear you say it. He did. That is the old, <laughs> the old homecoming game. So we'll have homecoming and bragging rights. No, on the same we day. won't have homecoming. Homecoming <laughs> was against Kentucky. That ain't how it works. <laughs> no. Did you actually say that? Yes, I said I it. I must have you muted because I can't hear you. You just responded intelligently. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so we'll see. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll we'll give more of a preview of uh, Mizzou's basketball season um, when we when it you know gets closer. But any other final thoughts on uh, NBA, maybe college basketball? Something feels like it just ended for NBA. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> kind of did, didn't it? I mean, they're expecting to start ago. on the 22nd. Is the yeah right before start Christmas B ball? Yes, Woo! that's so exciting. I love Christmas. The Christmas Day games are awesome. Christmas the Day jerseys. basketball. Oh is my the, gosh, they don't do that anymore though. They, they don't do anything fun. Well, they just wear their city editions. They oh don't yeah, wear yeah. Christmas. Second best holiday themed major sport. What is the first one? Thanksgiving football. Oh, facts. Wrong. No, that's better. Your team's gonna be five and seven. Once I don't care, dude. Seven. Like, do you know how? What I'm the point I'm making right now is it's very nice. To and sit. we're going to break. <laughs> Not going to break. Okay. Thanksgiving football is better than Christmas Day basketball. This is a discussion. Yeah, this is not a discussion right now. But yeah, um, we're gonna I we're gonna, we're gonna kick into a quick break. The Texans have more playoff wins than your 
team. That's true. I don't care. Since 2000. You know how many... Let's let's talk about how many championship games you've been to. That doesn't matter. If you don't win, win it all, no, it why does it matter? You haven't even been to an AFC championship game. At That's least there's have been Jones. to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship game. Doink. Doink. All right, that'll cares? that'll do it for Brock the. Brock Osweiler <laughs> was signed by Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was the best quarterback in team history. All right. That's kind of true, but yeah, we're gonna. That's we're gonna, sad. We'll dive in. Okay, we've got. We've got, we've got. David Carr might be the best out. one in your in your. It's team Matt Schaub. Yeah, facts. Matt it is Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub had Boom! two years where oh he was God. a top ten quarterback. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll get into NFL later, guys. Matt Schaub is most known for throwing four pick sixes in a row. That's all you have to say. All right. Go to break. Gonna, go to break. <laughs> Just go to break. We're going to go to break. You're listening to the Penny Box on KZOU 88.1 FM. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KZOU.FM on the Blue Box. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Uh, we are going to transition a little bit. Um, talked a little bit about some NBA in the first segment. We're going to talk about the MLB now, you guys. And uh, obviously it's awards season in this very strange time that we all live in where it's very, very late in the year. But the, the MLB got a little bit more on schedule. But um, first things first, um, before we dive into awards season, some, I guess, interesting, we'll call it, news out of... Chicago, specifically the Chicago White Sox, as there are obviously two teams. Um, Tony Larusa recently hired as the Chicago White Sox manager for the second time. He coached the team, I believe, from '79 to '86. <laughs> um, he is 76 years old. He was arrested a month ago for a DUI. Mm-hmm. He was driving, I believe, like .1 over the legal limit and was was given a DUI. And obviously. You know, it's it's caused a little bit of a, a stir in terms of whether the White Sox are going to kind of keep him around or they're a little nervous with, you know, that overshadowing what's a pretty exciting team heading into the next season. I know, you know, a lot of my White Sox fan friends are pretty excited about it. What is your guys' kind of take on the whole situation and and where do you think they should – what do you think they should do? He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer baseball guy. He's a Hall of Fame baseball guy. You know, what's the issue? No, I'm serious. This is something LaRusa said when he was being arrested. <laughs> he said, hey, man – 
don't you know who I am? Look at this ring. I'm a Hall of Famer. Baseball guy. That is such a ridiculous oh thing. And it is so weird to me that this guy has a job that he even is even knows who these baseball players are. <laughs> I wonder if he knows what the DH is. Um, <laughs> no, but Larissa is a pain. He's a cancer to this team. Um, I don't think they should move forward with him. Just fire him and just get him out of there. Um, oh yeah, Peyton, go ahead. If you you had a that, yeah, I was just kind of I was kind of gonna agree pretty much because I mean, Kenny put it best. I mean, this is just kind of he's pretty much just become a cancer to that team at that point. Uh, he finally reached out to one player yesterday. It sounds like he congratulated Jose Abreu for winning MVP, uh, and that was it. He still hasn't talked to Tim Anderson or Eloy Jimenez, at least not that we know of, which is a big problem. And this was already like kind of a clashing, like clash of philosophies. I bet I think because of recent yeah. issues with what Larusa has said. Yeah, Larusa is anti-fun. I'm not even just talking about off the field stuff. Uh, just he's anti pretty much everything. The White Sox stand for the White Sox are an exciting team that likes to show off, and Tony Larusa is just the exact opposite. And it's I mean Marcus Stroman even on Twitter, like just I think I think he said what a lot of players think but aren't going to say. He pretty much said no amount of money can convince me to go play for Tony Larusa, and that's just it's such a mess of a hire. For the White Sox, but I mean they're gonna move forward with them, whether they like it or not. What's so. the? I have to ask, just you know, what's the upside to hiring a guy like that? Because there obviously, yeah, he's seventy. They, he's seventy-six years old. He's clearly a, a. In Jerry Reinsdorf, Dorf's mind, this is riding a wrong of him being fired by Hawk Harrelson. Yeah, when he made Hawk Harrelson the yeah. GM. So he's in his mind, he's like, oh, this will make everything better. It'll work out fine. But from every th- other standpoint, there isn't an upside. There's no, there's no way the team's gonna play better under him than Ricky Renteria. It was. It feels like it was just like a rumor. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, and it's like, I'll oh my god, back. let me let me make amends." Yeah, it With was one of the best offenses in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rick Renteria. People can get mad at him all they want for how he managed the bullpen and stuff, but I mean, at least like under him, the White Sox like players like. Their personalities were like allowed to shine. Like mm-hmm. Rick Renteria, I think was perfect for that, and Tony Larusa, I think is just going to completely wreck all that. I mean, it's just going to be a mess. I think I don't see Tony Larusa really lasting all that long. That's that's tough too because it seems like the White Sox have a lot of hype. Obviously, they have, you know, I won't spoil. I won't in foreshadowing to our next little segment, but they have an MVP did, on their yeah. team, and yeah, he already did. Yeah, and they're and they've got a. Like you said, a team of personalities. Like I don't, I don't know when is I don't have have. Uh, wow, I can't talk. I've never really seen that work where a team that you know has like you're talking about a lot of personality and needs to, you know, emphasize that in order to be successful. That being 2012 Boston Red Sox. What about them? Bobby Valentine. Oh right, it's the same issue. <laughs> Bobby Valentine. Yeah. There might. I don't think he'll last as long as Bobby Valentine did. But there was a meeting between the players to get Bobby Valentine fired. Oh, that's bad. In 2012. <laughs> that happens a lot in uh, soccer, actually. Sure. Players-only meetings. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I guess. You know, the, the team has said, as of right now, they're sticking by him. Um, 
and we'll we'll have to see what what kind of develops. But as Peyton mentioned, um, we are going to look at it's award season in the MLB, and we've got some awards we want to we want to round up. We'll start, I guess, sticking with the White Sox in the AL. The AL MVP Jose Abreu beat out um, DJ LeMahieu, Jose and Jose Ramirez to win the AL MVP. Guys, agree? Disagree? I Thoughts? disagree with this award selection so much. Uh, there's no de- no doubt that Jose Abreu was absolutely incredible this season offensively, but he, he got MVP essentially because he's the leader on a team that was young and exciting and took a lot of people by surprise this year. He was not in any way better than DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu finished third, and he was the rightful MVP, and he was robbed of it. Uh, DJ LeMahieu led the league in batting average, on-base percentage, OPS, OPS+. Plus. He plays three positions all really well, whereas Jose Abreu splits time between playing below-average first-base defense and DHing. So it's great that Jose Abreu had 60 RBIs in a 60-game season, but RBIs don't matter, and that's why he won it over the rightful winner, DJ LeMahieu. How many games did DJ LeMahieu play? He played in... Is it 50? 50. That's the only issue with it. Doesn't matter. No, it does in this season. Playing do- that should not Compared to a guy who played 60 matter. games, who led the league, or led to AL and hits... Slugging percentage. Hits, slugging, and then led all of baseball and RBIs. RBIs don't matter. Total bases... <laughs> And he led in ground into double plays. Um, <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, I know. It's not good. But um, I agree with you. I think DJ LeMahieu is an all-around slugger. Like, he can play wherever you put him. He's mm-hmm. a very athletic pl- person. Um, only issue with DJ LeMahieu is in such a small season of only 60 games, you expect, him, you expect like the MVP to play 58 to 60 games. Mm-hmm. That's and that's fair. the only issue. I feel like if DJ LeMahieu played to that level where he didn't have that one week off, you know, that week and a half off of baseball, mm-hmm. LeMahieu would be neck and neck with Abreu. That's so brutal, though. Like, one week off just cost you the... Well, that's what costed Juan It cost Juan Soto, Juan Soto yeah. four spots in the yeah. MVP race. So... It's brutal. But I also, also think, but Jose Ramirez, Jose he finished Ramirez, second, right? Yes. yes. He's been a very quiet... Yeah, like, he was quietly very, very good. It's, be, in my opinion, it's he's not a flashy player... His mm-hmm. name is Jose Ramirez. That's a very common name. Basic name. Basic yeah. name. And in baseball, these voters are names voting. Names sell, yeah, apparently. Names and swagger sells. And we'll get into that in the mm-hmm. National League. Yeah, because I was going to mention the National League pretty well-known guy ended up winning the NL MVP, and that's Freddie Freeman of the Braves. He beat mm-hmm. out Mookie Betts and Manny Machado of the Padres. Mookie Betts on the Dodgers. Um, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts? Just just because you kind of foreshadowed with in terms of namesake and such. Um, I think Freddie Freeman of the three finalists, Tim, Mookie, Machado, they all had great years. Um, but I do think Freeman was the right choice of those three. That being said, I think the rightful MVP was a man who finished fifth and had to miss part of the season because of a false positive. Juan Soto was absolutely the best player in baseball this year, not even just the NL, just all of baseball. And if this was a 162-game season, Juan Soto would have won. He bat 351, which led the NL, bat 490, which led all of baseball, slugged six, or got on base 490. Yeah, Yeah. 
Slugged 695, led all of baseball. OPS 1185, led all of baseball. OPS plus 212, led all of baseball. Yeah. Um, the numbers are there. Just how many games did he play? Yep. 50? 48? Uh, oh, he 47. 47. Yeah. That's even slower. That's even like lower than DJ LeMay. Yep, and it wasn't his fault. Yeah. He missed it because of a false positive. He missed two weeks of baseball yeah. because of it. And um, I think it's good for Freddie Freeman, though. I honestly think that mm-hmm. he was un- he should have been unanimous. Yeah, of the finalists, he there was absolutely only two should have been that he didn't get. They were and, from Mookie, right? Yeah, both yeah. were from Mookie, and then second place was for him. Um, but uh, in 2013, Freeman was fifth. In 2014, he was 23rd. And then going to 2016, he was sixth in MVP. 2018, fourth in MVP. 2019, eighth in MVP, and he finally wins it this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's always been around. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very been consistent, very well-known. and it's nice to see yeah. him finally get one, uh, especially because no one hates Freddie Freeman. Unless your team uh, has to play like a Nationals some, fan, yeah. Unless your team has to play him all the time, but yeah, yeah. Of the finalists, Freddie Freeman definitely deserved it. But there's one vote that stood out to me. Ryan Tapera. Ryan Tapera. No, 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 no. Let me. Let me take this. It's <laughs> Ryan's team. He pitched in 21 games this season. Mm-hmm. 11 of those 21 games, the Cubs won. Ryan Tapera deserved that vote. I don't care if the the St. Louis sports writer was trying to vote for Trey Turner. The names don't look alike. He was just trying to get away with it after he got so much backlash. Wait, he said the names looked alike? Well, and that's why he, he accidentally voted for Ryan Tapera. Quote marks. But no, Ryan Tapera deserved this vote. No, he did 392 ERA. 392 over, sucks. Over 20.2 innings pitch. It's a very small sample size. This ERA would have dropped. <laughs> for a guy who's pitched with a sub-3 ERA before in his career, I'm not surprised that this, he had a little rocky start. Um, he only gave up 17 hits. And in a longer season, the last few years, he gave up only 20 more hits than that. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. He had a pretty good year this year, in my opinion. 31 strikeouts. So Ryan Tapera was Whoa. the third Whoa. or fourth most valuable Cub out of that bullpen. That is wrong. <laughs> he was 18th in MVP voting this year, and that's where he should stand. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Tapera got more votes than Nolan Arenado, Christian Yelich, and Bryce Harper and combined. Good for, good for him. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so, and you're saying that vote was legitimate? You don't think he's sh- like. No, no. You I think was, the sports artist should have stuck no, by it? Tyler told me to do that. Um, oh. <laughs> no, this is one of Ryan Tapera's worst seasons of his career. Yeah. But 11 of the 21 well, games me. he pitched in, 11 of the 21 games he pitched in, the Cubs won. That's great. But he just, he was mediocre. But he still got a vote because the guy accidentally voted for him instead of Trey Turner. Yeah. Yep. Oh Speaking of which, Trey Speaking Turner finishing three spots below Fernando Tatis is just proof that names sell. You know what I heard today? What? Aaron, our guest from a few weeks ago, right. told me that when Fernando Tatis Sr. played for the Cardinals, that he lived in her neighborhood. Wow. That's a fun fact. Fun fact. Okay, yeah, but Which is, Fernando Tatis only nice got more votes because he wears those big sunglasses and has high socks, and he had the worst second half of baseball. Yeah, the only thing Fernando Tatis Jr. beat uh, Trey Turner in was team success. So, Dang. pretty that was stupid. Trey Turner should have gotten way more votes than he did. It sucks the Nats were bad because Juan Soto and Trey Turner— did not get near the hype they deserved. Yeah, and the credit. Trey Turner is not going to win a single award this year. Nope. Like, he's not going to get a silver slugger. He won the silver Unbelievable. Tatis? Are you serious? Tatis won the silver slugger. Oh, my God. Over Turner. Yep. Juan Soto luckily got a silver slugger, but... The Siri on my Mac popped up when I said, are you serious? (laughs) 
All right. Uh, should we shift to Cy Young? Yeah. All right. So the Cy Young, we'll, we'll go, I'll be a little more dramatic. So the finalists were Trevor Bauer, you Darvish, and Jacob DeGrom. You guys can talk about who maybe missed out or was your favorite, but it was won by Trevor Bauer. It wasn't unanimous, you was like, it? Like no, that? but it was closer than I thought it'd be. Pause. Or closer to unanimous than I thought it'd be. Yeah, I thought it would be more neck and neck between you Darvish and Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see... Like, DeGrom is always consistent. Yeah. It's just, it's not a very long season, so some players were very inflated. But I feel like DeGrom would have stayed at that same level the whole year. Oh, yeah. If this was a 162-game season, odds are DeGrom probably wins it. But, um, yeah, watching Trevor Bauer, who is dressed like a Confederate reenactor, going to negotiate peace with the North after he was done getting... His Cy Young Award. He did that, or he just no. He he just just what he exactly what he looked like. Oh, uh, it was dumb. I don't like Trevor Bauer. I hate that he got this award, but whatever. Yeah, and I think it's even worse that relief pitchers are not up for this award. And Devin Williams. Well, no, got they, a they are. Votes. They they get votes, but it is going unknown. And Tapera should have gotten more votes. Please he should have on. gotten at Move least on. one vote. Move on. And it is ridiculous <laughs> that he did not get a vote, a top five vote. We'll let Kenny. We'll, we'll let him. Oh, blow A.L. Cy Young. No need even need to talk about this. Shane Bieber. Yeah, won Shane it. Bieber blew everyone I know, away. I know. Who was it? I think it was you who mentioned he was your favorite for MVP for a little while. Oh, was he should have won MVP too. too. We talked about this last time. Yeah. He was a triple crown. Yeah, which is weird because it's a horses award. Uh, oh was my god! In the American League. In do you the, think in horses know no, that they they're racing? No. They, do the, they do know they're racing. They do know they're racing. They don't think they're going fast. Talk. And last asking time, a question. Major you League asked baseball. that like seven times the one time. It was sorry. Justin Verlander in 2011. He won the Cy Young and MVP. And that's why I predicted Shane Bieber to win MVP as well. Respect. Well, he, he got his, himself the Cy Young. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll quickly move on. Rookie of the year in the NL. It was between Devin Williams of the Brewers. Alec, is it Bo- Bomb? Bomb. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good baseball name. What the heck? Of the Phillies and Jake Cronenworth of the Padres. And this it was... Is- won by Devin Williams. This was kind of a shocker to me. Guess who called this in August? You did. You only yeah, called, you, you you did only called it because I chose Cronenworth to win it. Yeah, That's right. I did legitimately right. say, I guess I'll pick Devin Williams, yeah. but Devin Williams had a historically good year. True son. Yes, Actually, almost a true almost son. Almost a true son. Almost a true son. Uh, to show how bad this race wound up being, Alec Baum, who finished in second, was called up in September. And Cronenworth played the whole season. Yeah. There were a few good rookies, but no one other than Williams, I think, was truly dominant. I feel like you know it's like you're kind of on the fringes of winning it when the second sentence talking about your season is, he has uh, big-time offense and showtime hair, and they can't talk about That's Balak Bomb. Yeah. They're talking about it. So I, I agree. I guess it's pretty showtime. Uh, but his name is Bomb. I feel like he's, he's got to be good at baseball like with a name like that. Hits I mean, he was arms. good this year, no doubt. Good pun. Anyway. Um. Oh, that, that is, is pretty. That is pretty showtime. Nice, that is. We've seen. Kenny's shown us a. He's a got that uh, Bryce Harper flow. Yeah, he's got the flow. It's the Philly fanatic. Res- I, re- I respect it. Um. Oh, here comes my award. And so, okay, Kenny's dubbing this his award, the AL Rookie of the Year. It was between Kyle Lewis of the Mariners. Lu- it's Lewis Robert, yes. right? Lewis yes. Robert of the White Sox. I'm gonna lengthen it out just so you can. And Christian is a Javier. Yeah. Javier of the Astros. So I'm, I'm thinking Kyle Kenny's Lewis is a cheater. It. He won unanimously. He is a juicer. This guy was <laughs> hitting five home me. runs in the first week of baseball, and then somehow doesn't hit a home run again. You sound upset. Yes, I am upset because this guy's a juicer. He walked in, thought he was Mark McGuire, and then somehow came back down to earth and won unanimously. Oh yeah, came back. Christian down Javier to earth. was one of the most successful rookie pitchers. 
of the last decade. Jeez. He he played two roles. That's great. He was a long two reliever and roles. a starter. There are pl- there he was great. plenty of guys that do He's the future. long roles. The future. I, I don't Darvish. doubt that. He was great this year. But Did you just say he was better than Kyle you, Darvish? Lewis came back down to earth. Did you miss that? With a, whatever. I don't. He's a troll. I don't care what he says. Trolly, Kyle trolly, Lewis. trolly with the Dabba troll. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Lewis deserved it. That's all I have to say. All right. Manager well, of the year. Can I guess. Quiz. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go manager of the year. In the NL, uh, it was won by... Don, is it Mattingly? Oh, Mattingly. Mattingly. Actually, this isn't going to be quick. Oh, here just, we go. Just, no, don't, even, was... don't even talk about the other managers. Don Mattingly almost okay. shut down <laughs> baseball. We were five games into the season, and he it's just true. was growing a, a COVID pandemic in his locker room. This it's wasn't some, his fault. Oh, I don't care. Grandpa should like just do something better about this situation. He had to start an Olympic figure skater at second base for Did a he? good portion of the year, and they made the playoffs, yeah, Kenny. Yeah, I'm going to give – oh, they made the expanded playoffs. They were, they were nowhere close they to They made it, Kenny, and they swept the team in the playoffs. They swept the Cubs. They swept the team, yeah. <laughs> um, so just not deserved because of his his team he's, almost getting yes. COVID. He's, troll. he's trolling. <laughs> his record too. All right, we're going to the AL manager. It was uh, won by Kevin Cash of the of the Rays, who I know you guys, it's interesting with his name. Because you yes. didn't, you because didn't consider him the. They're the smallest market. Smallest in the, in market, the, in the and his name's Cash. Yeah. Ah, ah, I get it. Oh, that's, that's a very me. That's a very me joke. You guys, let me make that. That was a domer. Yeah, it was a domer. Jack got a domer. Boom. Jack domer, domer. Jack domer. Oh, okay, but um, the MLB writers had the greatest chance to troll all of America and give this to Rick Renicky. Right, Renteria. Renteria. Sorry, I was thinking of someone else. Ron, Ron Renicky. Ron Renicky. Former Brewers manager Ron Renicky. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but they had the chance to do that. It would have been so funny, and, and they, they did it. Nope. They, they gave, gave it to, to Kevin Cash, who had a great season. He had the best AL record, and mm-hmm. you can't talk about the playoffs because these are chosen before. Why would yeah. that have been a good a good troll if if Rick had been chosen? He doesn't have a job. Oh, he did he? Oh, yeah, because he got fired with Tony Larusa for a Hall of Famer baseball guy, Tony Larusa. Yeah, that would I guess would have been would have been pretty tough. Um. Yeah, so I guess that's that that rounds up the uh MLB awards. So any other any other thoughts who's gonna win MVP next year? I don't know. George Springer. George Springer. For the Mets. Uh no, I don't have any predictions at this moment in time. Walker Bueller, early Cy Young favorite is what I'll say. Okay. Um but yeah, that'll that'll do it, I guess, for uh some MLB discussion. We're gonna send it to a quick break. When we come back, we are gonna dive into the NFL. We're going to talk about last week. We're going to give our picks for this week. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that. Stick around. You are listening to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. KCOU 
KCOU shirts are now on sale at Mod Vintage in downtown Columbia. I'll say it again in case you missed it. KCOU t-shirts are now on sale at Mod Vintage in downtown Columbia. All right, one more time. Just wanted to make sure you heard. Turn up the volume on your radios for a quick second. KCOU t-shirts now on sale at Mod Vintage. So why are you still listening to the radio? You should be going to... Wait, actually, no. Keep keep listening. But also, the t-shirts are pretty cool. I, I think you should get them. We good? Great. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. And uh, we're going to segue right into some NFL discussions. Um, I want to start with uh, now a new segment that we're going to add to our NFL piece, which comes from our very own Kenny. Uh, It's this week's fraud rankings. As we all know on this show, Kenny is very obsessed with calling NFL teams fraudulent. And he has now made an official list. It's three teams long, Kenny. Who were your fraud top three teams from week nine? Uh, week nine, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, obvious choice. They're still undefeated, but let me, t- let me, get, let me tell you something. They, lost, or they, al- they almost lost to one of the worst teams in the league. True. This Cowboys team was atrocious. Number two, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They did not score. They scored three points total against the Saints defense. Garbage time, three. Garbage two. time. Lastly... Um, the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks have only beat one team that's over five hundred currently. This is true. And next week the Titans will be at number one. Just wait. <laughs> you just you're just saying that because of, but they won. No, they lost. No, they lost. They lost yeah. badly to the Colts. They lost badly. Our uh, shout out our friend and other co-host Jay Marsh, who uh, other co-host, other or, sorry, <laughs> what friend? He hosts. He's he show host. He hosts another show. That's my bad. Um, he uh he put a big bet on that game and on the Colts for some random reason, but they came through for him. (laughs) Good for him. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's going to be a a new segment in our show. So the Steelers at one, uh, bucks at two Seahawks at three, we might look at getting some others receiving votes. Maybe me and Peyton will vote on one. No. Chad it. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, that's our show. We're going to, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll look back at, uh, at week nine real quick. Also, I have not, um, I totally forgot to add the scores in from our show that we did via zoom with our friend, Jack Sobel. So I now have the official updated leaderboard for um, long-term NFL scores. Kenny, um, in week eight, which was the show we did over Zoom, you won. You beat out Peyton seven to six. Wow! Um, <laughs> and however, you lost in week nine. Peyton won. 
Yes! Nine game to nine games to six, and also holds the overall lead with eighty to seventy three. So ah. you are seven behind there. But that total but Kai is not updated. Kai and I got six last week. You did. Kai we did also got six. What did something happen you, to Kai? Kai? Lost together. Oh, Kai's Twitter got banned, but he got a new one. Oh, okay. So he's, he's back. back up. He's back. Kai's he's back. back. That's I hope great. Jack Dorsey, so, uh, of Twitter, is not listening. Before we dive into any week ten picks, just any final thoughts on week nine? No, no, nothing at all. All right. <laughs> well, with that being said, I guess, um, we're going to dive into Week 10 predictions. We're going to be joined, of course, as we are, by a special guest every week. Kenny, want to introduce our, our special guest? Um, yes, I would like to introduce our special guest. Um, this week, we have brought on our friend Tyler Kading's mom, Tracy Kading. She is here with us over the phone from Chicago. And we did this because Tyler stole our uh, guest a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nick's mom... Agreed to it until we went on Nick's show and kind of wrecked it. But <laughs> but Miss Kading, she said, I'll do it. And she's here with us today. I hope Tyler is still listening. I know Nick is right now. <laughs> yeah. He's texting me right now. And uh, I know they didn't see this coming. Yeah. Miss Kading, can you hear us? I can hear you, yes. She's here. Yay. Welcome. And uh, yeah, I guess with that, with that said, we're going to dive um, right into some Week 10 predictions. So the first game is uh, the Texans versus the Browns. And we'll let uh, Miss Kading go first. Well, I, you guys are from Texas, right? So I guess we have to go with the Texans. Only one is. Kenny is from Texas. Me and Peyton. Okay, well, we got to go with the Texans. All right. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans, too. Um, Baker Mayfield is still a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> um, no, but uh, this will be a close game. I feel like the Texans can do a lot out of this. Mm-hmm. At this end of their season, they could actually make a run at some wild card spot if the, if the, the playoff prediction – or. Playoff board gets expanded. But I'm taking the Texans. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a close game. I agree with you guys on that. Uh, I'll also take the Texans just because I feel like uh, the the way the season's going for my teams, it just does feel like the Texans are going to wind up having a better record than the Bears when we play them. Just because of the yeah, karma? Luck. Yep, um, karma, whatever. I'd, I'm gonna, I'd probably be different and take the Browns. My score doesn't officially count, but... Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We'll dive into a game two with that said. Dang. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and game two is the Washington football team against the Lions. Um, well, we, we got to go with Washington on that one. All right. Oh, I actually like that. I like that pick. Because you're going with no, Washington? No, yeah, I'm going with Washington because Alex Smith is playing quarterback this week. And That's true. And the Lions are a very shaky team. Kind of better than what I would have predicted. And... Tyler is mad. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm taking Washington. Uh, right. I'm going to go with the Lions. Uh, Washington does have their best quarterback on the team starting now, which is good for them. But uh, I still think the Lions are a better team all around. Alrighty. Um, up next is the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Buccaneers or the Panthers? Let's go Panthers. Oh, Panthers. The all upset. Right. I like that because they have the best two quarterbacks in the league. They have the best backup quarterback in the oh. league, P.J. Walker. Okay. Um, okay. But, no, I think this will be a so bad I think he's referenced P.J. Walker in every show. I, I'm fully maintained that. I think Tom Brady will bounce Dion back Waiters this week. That's true. A, guys, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> we're just talking. We're just talking I'm taking the Bucks. Tom Brady will right. bounce back this week. Peyton? Uh, High-scoring game. I'm also taking the Bucks though. Bounce right. back week. Uh, up next is the... NFC East, everyone's favorite division. Uh, the Eagles versus the Giants. 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 
Kenny, I like agree, that. disagree? I'm taking the Giants, too. The Eagles are frauds. I'm just kidding. Who cares? The, um, the Eagles are the frauds of that division. Their best quarterback. There's not one good team in I that know. division. How can you call anyone a fraud in that division? I'm taking the Giants, though, but the Eagles' best quarterback is that receiver. That's true. Greg Ward Jr. is their best quarterback. Oh, Giants are going to win this You game. got me. I, I can't lie. You got me. What, um, what, who are you picking? I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants won. That being said, uh, Daniel Jones is just Washington football team and Tampa Bay Buccaneers and 24 in his career, uh, so I'm taking the Eagles. All right, Peyton's going with the Eagles. Up next is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Packers. Oh, we cannot go for the Packers, so we have to go for whoever. (laughs) (laughs) Peyton's excited by that. Um, Kenny, who are you thinking? I like that too, but um, I don't think the Jags are going to win another game this season, Um, so I'm taking the Packers. I do think Jake Lutton will tear up this overrated uh, Packers defense. That being said, the Packers are going to put up a lot of points. All right, Kenny, that's the first time you've disagreed with uh, Miss Kading's take so far. Um, <laughs> next up is the Bills versus the Cardinals. Buffalo or St. Louis. Go the Cardinals. All right, Kenny? Um, I like that. Um, I think this will be a close game. Both teams have beat the Seahawks. One beat the, one beat the Seahawks by more. So I'm taking the Bills by... The Pious Theorem, according to Oh, Jack. the Pious Principle? Pious oh principle. my gosh, I was waiting for the Pious Principle to come out on the air. No, I don't know I think what you're if talking about. The, the Pious Principle... Oh, can I explain the Pious Principle quick? Sure. Okay, the Pious Principle states that if you lose to a team, or if you beat a team that beat a team that's better than you, technically, you're better than that team. So by, it's the by, transitive property. I guess. I just call it the Pious Bills Principle because... Okay, yeah, I'll, just, I'll move on. We can explain that at a, at a, at a later date. Anyway, uh, up next is the Chargers versus the Dolphins. Let's go Dolphins. Dolphins. All right, Kenny? Um, yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. This would be a cool rookie quarterback showdown. I Ooh, think yeah. Justin Herbert is the better quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's not on the better, the better team. Yeah, uh, I pretty much exactly what uh, Kenny said. I think the Dolphins will win this. Uh, I think Justin Herbert will have a better game, but his team is much worse. Yeah, obviously the young Tua versus Justin Herbert. That'll be an interesting one to watch. Next up is the Mizzou made and led Drew Locke Broncos against the Raiders. Well, then we got to go for the Broncos. Let's go. I feel like I might have had some influence in that pick, but I don't (laughs) care. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, I like that pick. Um, I think this will be a kind of a close game. Hopefully Drew Locke is back to what he was last season in the last couple of games. I don't think he's there yet. I think the Raiders are a lot better than what some teams might think. They beat the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm, it's true. But I, I'm taking the Raiders this game. It's going to be a close one. Uh, I'm also going to take the Raiders. The Raiders are a playoff team. Drew Locke's only had one good quarter of football this year. Uh, so I'm going to take the Raiders. All right. Uh, next up is an NFC West matchup. Uh, Kenny's third-ranked fraudulent team. Um, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams. Why wow, I forget they moved back to LA for some reason. Seahawks versus Rams. 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 All right, Kenny. That's the correct pick. The St- the Seahawks are frauds, and they're going to lose oh this week. God. They don't have a defense. That's their issue. That they is great, very true. They have a great offense. They have a lot of weapons. They have a pretty good, strong running game. Even though the two of the running backs are always injured, mm-hmm. um, but I think the Rams defense will stop them. It might be a close game, but I feel like. 
the Rams might win this by two scores. I, I do think this will be a shootout. Um, that being said, I think Russ is going to retake control of the MVP race and steal, or Seahawks will come away with a convincing win. That is exactly what I was waiting to hear, Peyton. I also think, Russ, this is a revenge game. He comes back and, and puts his name back in that up up there in that MVP race. I think it'll be a good game. Peyton's taking the Seahawks. Up next is the Bengals and the Steelers. Kenny's number one fraudulent team. Well, I got to go with the Steelers because they used to be Tyler's sister's favorite team. <laughs> Brooke Kading. <laughs> um, I agree. Steelers are going to win this game. They have a Mickey Mouse schedule into the playoffs. <laughs> um, I don't even see them if they lose another game unless it's against the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game, uh, but Steelers are just all around too much for the rest of the Bengals. All right, that's Steelers all around. Up next is the 49ers and the Saints. 49ers. 49ers. Kenny, you agree? Um, if the 49ers were fully healthy, I'd agree. Um, but the Saints, they're frauds. After last week, they weren't. They were slightly off. They, they weren't were, even on. They were honorable list. mentions on my fraud list last week. But I'm going to take the Saints. I just I wish the 49ers were healthy for this game. I'm also going to take the Saints. Uh, they might be the I, the NFC Wrong. stinks. They're not. They might be the best team in the NFC South. Who knows oh, at this in the point? South, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably at this point. All they right. beat the Buccaneers twice. Yeah. True. Um, up next is the Ravens and Patriots in the AFC. Patriots. Sounding pick, Kenny. I like that. I like that <laughs> pick. Well, um, on Peyton's show upset last night, all. Jordan took this as the upset of the week. Um, the Patriots are on a new level. They took down the mighty Jets of New York. <laughs> I think the Ravens will s- sneak away with this one. <laughs> that being said. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to take the Ravens uh, here. Uh, both of these teams are not playing as well as I thought they would this year, but the Ravens right now just are in a much better spot. All right, so two takes for the Ravens then to kind of keep that momentum going up. Next in our final game of the week, Peyton's favorite team in the now 5-4 and four Chicago Bears after starting 5-1 and one are playing the Minnesota Vikings. All right, so I know Tyler's dad is going to disagree with me, but we have to go with the Bears. They're not going to lose another one in a row. They're That's not going to go not going to go 0 for 4. Hey, you go next. Um, yeah. As much as I hate how the Bears are playing right now, they own the Vikings. No way around it. They have Dalvin Cook in a padded cell every time they play. And as of 10 minutes ago, Matt Nagy is no longer calling plays for the team, Ooh. which gives me a ton of hope now. So, I'm going with the Bears. Um, I would go Hi. with the Bears, but Dalvin Cook is playing, and Dalvin Cook is the top three running back in the league. <laughs> the <laughs> That is the truth. When he's healthy, Dalvin Cook's a top three. Does he have the eight games a year he's healthy? Isn't he leading in rushing right now? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be hurt in two weeks. It won't matter. Stop saying that. Pull your chair back up, Peyton. Uh, Vikings are winning this game. That made me laugh so much. Peyton's chair just like fell down in the middle of his his take. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that'll that uh, wraps it up for um, NFL predictions. Um, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, you're welcome. And I have a special guest here who wants to say hi. Okay. Oh my gosh. I think. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, Thanks so much, and uh, yeah, I guess that'll... Guys, any other any final thoughts? <laughs> Bye. Bye, Bye Brooke. Bye. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up for, I guess, the show. Any final thoughts before we uh, send it off? 
Um, no, we do have no. Dalvin Cook is not a top three running back. Yes, guy. he is. Um, no, we do not. have one last thing to say. Uh, Mizzou campus is closing, or yes. not closing, but they're sending us on all online after Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. So we are not sure yet if we are going to be on the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think we, we are. We don't. We don't we, know. We'll we don't know. know by, the, we don't know the status of the studio because obviously they might keep facilities open. But either way, we will continue to bring you the show, whether it's over Zoom. We we are like the mailman. We stop for nothing. Only on Whether Sundays. Oh yeah, except for on Sundays and Christmas and, and every other day of the week besides Friday because we don't air that day. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's gonna wrap it up for this week's edition of the Unrun Rule. We hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be or we'll be back here same time, same place um, on Friday, and we hope uh, everyone has a good weekend. Take care. That's the